Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf's Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf, and I'm coming to you live from the WFAN studios on Hudson Street here in Lower Manhattan. That's because, uh, like so many of you, my power internet cable was knocked out this past week due to the storm, and uh, I honestly don't think uh, I'm going to be back online until maybe Tuesday. Uh, And hey, Con Ed, I know you're working hard, but please don't forget about me. (laughs) I'm waiting for you in the dark. Uh, In any event, uh, you know, it's the whole thing with the power outages uh, and and people who live in New York uh, know about this Connecticut jersey. It's just really maddening. There's just got to be a better way to somehow prepare for these storms and not to be out of out of uh, offline for a week at a time. Well, in any event, now that we know that schools in New York are going to be open in September. Well, sports parents, educators and coaches are now having to figure out what they're going to do when it comes to high school sports. That is, you know, schools, according to Governor Cuomo, they're going to be opening full steam ahead, whether in person in the classroom teaching or with a mix, a hybrid with virtual learning or just total virtual learning. A lot has depended on individual school districts. Uh, and, of course, education always comes first. I've preached that on the show for, for many, many years. We know that. And, of course, sports is an extracurricular activity. Uh, and obviously, if your kid's involved playing sports, you're desperate to know what's going to happen. We know there are a lot of moving parts. Uh, but on today's show, I want to hear from coaches and teachers and sports parents about what they're thinking about what they're going to do in this situation. What are you going to do? What are you going to decide? Are you going to let your kids go back to school? What about your athletes? And quite frankly, why is there still so much reluctance to postpone high-risk sports till later in the school year? I mean, that's what they're doing in many states already, California, Oregon, Delaware, and so on. Uh, 
And we just heard, of course, that uh, the MAC conference is going to be a Division One uh, football pro- uh, program. They're going to postpone their football until the spring. One eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Let's get into this because now we're getting to the middle of August, and now. We have to make some decisions if you're a sports parent or if you're a coach or a teacher. And I want to know what you're thinking about. I mean, we, again, we already know that a lot of college football conferences uh, and programs are shutting down for the fall uh, with other sports. So what is that going to happen with high school sports? Why, why are we hanging on with this? How are college athletes who aren't in any bubble, how are they different in terms of being protected from high school athletes? So let's, let's get into this, friends. I want to know what you're thinking here because uh, it's time to come make a decision. It's as simple as that. And then later on in the hour, I want to talk about the world of youth and amateur sports, what they're going to look like after the pandemic is finally corralled. That is, I, I want to look ahead past this fall and how our sports-obsessed culture might change. I mean, we all know the medical experts say that the virus perhaps is never going to go away fully. That means that we and our our kids are going to have to learn how to routinely wear masks, wash our hands, and keep socially distant. Not just now, not just for a few more months, but down the road. It all sounds very, very simple, very straightforward, except for the fact that for most media reports, well, here in New York, and I guess the most part uh, in the city and Uh, We're doing a pretty good job at this, but in other states, not so good. And quite frankly, we seem to be good at this for a little while, and then we seem to lose interest or momentum. One thing is for sure, though, as much as we'd like to return to the good old days of sports in this country, if we're going to keep this virus at bay, we and our children are going to have to change our ways. Not just now but for the future as well, or at least until there is a full and safe and effective vaccine in place. But again, that hasn't happened yet. So why take the risk, especially when we keep hearing that a possible vaccine isn't that far off? Wouldn't you want to wait a few more months for a vaccine than take a chance now with your sports? And especially from the perspective of teachers, my wife is a a former English teacher who taught for many years in the classroom and all she hears from her former colleagues is how, how scared they are to go back into the classroom and teach kids who may be carrying the disease. And who can blame the teachers? Of course, let's face it, many of the teachers are also coaches. Anyhow, I still haven't had a good, I haven't heard a good or a compelling reason why we can't postpone high school sports until January. Okay, let's hear from you folks. one 337 6666 It's getting down to crunch time to make decisions. That's who we have to say. Let's start our conversation this morning with our good friend Jack Smithland, the Hall of Fame coach over from New Jersey. Jack, good morning. You're on the fan. How are you, Rick? Um, Doing fine, Jack. Hope, hope, hope all safe there um, and your electric goes back on quick. We didn't... Uh, have any problems in New Jersey right now? I'm up in Massachusetts seeing my grandson again. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's so many things going on, and when you talk about the youth sports too, you know they're they're hot and heavy right now. I mean, I'm sitting at a field right now up in Massachusetts, uh, a baseball field this week. Uh, two weeks ago, I was at a, a softball, and I'm watching the kids come in with their families, and they, you know, I don't know, if, I don't think it's a tournament. I think it's just two teams playing a doubleheader. But, you know, nobody's wearing masks as usual. And, you know, and the kids are all side by side hanging out and getting ready to warm up, it looks like. But, you know, it, it's it's crazy because up here, my son teaches at a school 
a high school up here in Massachusetts, and they're doing a hybrid program, which really doesn't make sense to me in a way, but they're going to have the teachers come in, but not the students. Yes. So the teachers are coming in and doing all of their, you know, their virtual class uh, learning from their own classrooms, but they're all going to still probably hang out in the faculty room, I would imagine. <laughs> you know, they're going to get breaks just like they always do. And, you know, they're going to work a full day. And, you know, 33 to 35% of all the teachers in the United States are 50 years old or older. Yep. So when you think about that, you know, that's the, that's the age group, you know, maybe a little bit older, but that's the age group that this virus is hitting. It's hitting, you know, the, the older age group. So why would you bring your older teachers back in, you know, that are going to probably, like I said, they're probably going to, you know, hopefully social distance and, but, You know, I have a message this week, and my message is this. I've been going to games now for five or six weeks, watching some of my my players, the kids that I trained. And, you know, and I'm a college coach, too, now again. You know, I I left Montclair State. I'm I'm now going over to um, a school in Jersey City, New Jersey City University. And, you know, and if I was told that, listen, practice is happening in the fall, I don't think I would go, and I don't think my wife would let me go. She'd probably kill me before I die from this virus. <laughs> so, you know, the, the, the funny thing is, is that I want to be there more than anything in life. I really do. Yeah. I want sports back and school back more than anything in life. But when are we going to decide that the most important thing here is the safety of our kids, our teachers, our staff members, and even our parents and adults? You know, parents... You're not setting a good example from what I notice. You know, I hear people come on the radio and not only on this show, but just, you know, on the news every day about how we're doing the right thing. I'm observing nobody's doing the right thing. I'm going to say 85% of the people are not wearing masks, not social distancing, not being careful. I was going to say, just to underscore what you're observing, I see the same thing. I don't see anybody... And I'm talking now about grown-ups, parents, uh, you know, if their kids are, are out playing on a travel team, a tournament, whatever it might be, and those are obviously, uh, you know, prospering right now, and I'll talk about that later in the hour. But so we know travel teams are up and running again. However, I don't see the kind of basic fundamental warnings, the cautions that people need, whether it's social distancing or, or wearing masks or, or, or whatever. And I'm wondering, how do these parents... How, how can they do this to their kids? And, and the kids, obviously, are just following what the parents are doing. So if the parents are close together chatting with each other, I, I don't understand exactly. that. And these are not, you can I mean, say, well, these, these are not parents necessarily. I mean, they're not all members of the same family. These are obviously parents of other kids who are on the same Definitely. team. I, I don't I understand said, why they can't do that. I had a picture sent to me last, last week by Dr. Rob Freed, who who, you know, he and I correspond all the time. He's so into this virus, and he's so aware of the dangers. And um, he sent me a picture last week um, of a lacrosse tournament on Long Island. Yep. And he sent me two pictures. He sent me a picture of the parents standing at the fence watching one of the games, okay, side by side, no masks. Not one person was wearing a mask, not one. Yep. And then he showed me a picture of the next team getting ready to come out and play. And they were sitting in a group of 20 kids, side by side, not one mask. I, I, and the three coaches are sitting right in the middle of the kids. 
it's it's uh, inconceivable. Now, I you could say, of course, well, no, we had all the kids uh, were tested uh, and they're all negative. Well, okay, <laughs> but you know th- those tests, a we don't know how long they last. So maybe you were you were tested last week and you know you were negative last week. But what about today? This is why you know the 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 NBA and NFL, the Major League Baseball, they're all getting tested all the time because we don't know how, how often you're exposed. These kids are not in a bubble, and of course the parents are. I, I just think it's a huge risk. Um, so you can't be testing. You can't be testing these youth baseball, I, and softball, and soccer, <laughs> and lacrosse programs every it's, day. It's just so, you know this virus is so weird. You could get tested today, and this happened to my mother-in-law, believe it or not. But she got tested negative. Yes. All right. And three days later, they had to move her to a facility to take care of a, a wound. And she tested positive. I, uh, Three I, days later, I, I, you know, I, so. I hear you. I hear you loud and clear. I, I got to take a break. Thank you, as always, for your thoughts, and uh, it's, it's a good way to welcome. good way to start the show. Thank you, Jack. All right, uh, friends, you're we're ta- thanks, Jack. We're, we're talking this morning about what are you going to do if you're a sports parent. Now we're getting down to uh, crunch time. Uh, is your is your kid going back to school? Is your kid? Uh, if you're a teacher, if you're a coach, what are you going to do? Because now we ha- now we've been told everybody's back to school. And whether it's a, a virtual hybrid, whatever it might be, coaches in particular, I'm I'm looking right at you. <laughs> what are you going to do? And I'm curious to hear what you have to say. All right, let me take a timeout. When I return from this break, I'm reached at one eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Back here on the Sports Edge, we're talking about the opening of schools in the next few weeks, and uh, it's time for coaches, teachers. Sports parents, well, they're going to have to decide, what are you going to do with your kids going back to school? Are they going to play high school sports? Are we going to postpone high school sports? A lot of things to uh, finally decide about, and uh, we're looking for some more direction. And I'm just curious this morning, if you're a coach or a teacher or a sports parent, what are you going to do? Let's continue with our calls at one 337 6666 Let's go to Rob up in Mawa. Hey, Rob, good morning. You're next up on The Fan. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing, man? Good, good um, So <clears throat> I'm going to give a little different perspective, and I think uh, I, I believe that um, we need to really stop repeating just the easy media, mainstream media narrative that the establishment wants us to uh, repeat. I, I'm a, a coach and a sports parent, yep. and um, the – the, the truth is no one's talking about how to boost your immunity and be healthy. They're all just talking about wearing masks, which actually goes against your immunity. And also talked about the media's conflating the word, the term coronavirus with COVID. And this is a major problem because one of the coronaviruses that exist is the common cold. Now, I'm not talking, I'm not Rob, saying Rob, the common Rob, cold. Rob, Rob. I'm not saying the common cold is COVID. Rob, okay? Rob what stop. I'm saying is, stop right there. I mean, I don't know where we're going with this, but I'm not looking for a medical lecture here. I'm looking for... I'm not. No, tell, just tell me I'm what you want to do. Are you, are you going to go back when, and teach when, a coach? When, yeah, of course I would, because I'll tell you right now, if you apply some critical thinking and common sense and see that people who die of a motorcycle accident are being called COVID deaths or coronavirus uh, deaths. Rob, I'm going to stop you right there. I'm sorry. Well, i got, I got too many here. people to get to today. I, you know, I don't, Rob, I'm sure has good points, but we're talking specifically about the situation with, with right now with high school sports. Let's move on. Let's go to Chris up in Waterbury. Hey, Chris, good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, good morning. Hi, hey, bud. Yes, Chris. 
Hey, yeah, I'm a, a high school um, student athlete parent, and uh, I was a coach when my son was younger. But I have two issues I just want to touch on quick. One is uh, the tournament play. My son plays high-level AAU, and one of the rules they had was only one parent could attend the games. Uh-huh. And so my wife would take him, and, you know, and I would stay home. And she I, just on our team alone, there was whole families, mother, brother, you know, uh father grandfather and nobody was checking it so i just think they're putting out the rules and not not you saying that, them. so chris you say you you abided by the aau rule and you stayed home and and uh, your wife went but uh, yep. it was reported back that no the entire families went nobody cared nobody multiple. paid attention yep multiple families not well, why, just like one or two that must have driven you nuts and i imagine that was your wife was concerned as well I mean, did, did anybody complain to the the coach or the aau about what was going on well, I had mentioned it, and he says that, you know, it's it's really unenforceable because people are coming in, but he knows the parents and stuff, and I, I just didn't understand why, why like, it wasn't more strict where you had to show an ID as a parent of the player and stuff. It was like anybody could just walk in and out any time. It, it, this, is, this is just maddening. How can people yep. be so selfish and so stupid as, as to do something like that? I mean— uh, it's frustrating. It definitely is because I have I stay away because I've been a smoker my whole life and I I, ha- I haven't been diagnosed but I'm I'm a roofer and I notice the difference in my breathing so I want to you know stay out of crowds and stuff. I wear a mask everywhere and I let my wife take my son and you know I'm all for him playing and stuff but I was hoping that it'd be a better check and balance. Well, with, I, with- I, this is just again and unfortunately I, I'm sorry about this. I mean there's a big big article in the New York Times just yesterday about how many. NFL players uh, who obviously make big bucks but are going to sit out this year, they're going to opt out because they have underlying concerns. A lot of them have to do with asthma uh, and it's just their respiratory issues, uh, and they don't want to take that chance. I mean, no, it's, no. A, it's, it's difficult to say, A, I have limited years to play the National Football League, and B, make a ton of money for my family, but it doesn't do anybody good if I end up getting sick and die. So, I mean, I just... I- I, I, I hear reports like this uh, about uh, from you in Connecticut and an AAU uh, situation, and nobody's enforcing these rules. It, it's just it just wants to, you know you can't you just shake your head in disgust. It's as simple Definitely. as that. Chris, it's thank you for the call. Let me move yep, on no to other problem, calls. Sir. Appreciate Good the job. call. Keep doing- thank you. Uh, let's uh, let's move on to our friend Ed Ward over in Elizabeth. Hey Ed, good morning. You're next up on the fan. Good morning, Rick. How are you doing? Good, Ed. Now, I'm curious because obviously I know you run travel baseball. And, you know, on top of all these issues we're talking about with high school sports and college sports, the fact of the matter is a few months ago, travel teams were pretty much, that industry was pretty much uh, in hibernation. It was dormant. But now they've all come back to life, and, and they are thriving. Is that fair to say? Yes, they are. And I, like I said, um, you know, as you know, I, I, I ran two uh, team showcases yeah. over the past three weeks. Yeah. And i got to be honest. Uh, I didn't have one COVID-19 case, but you know what I had to do a lot throughout the whole event? I had to ride around both fields just to supervise things, make sure people are... Yeah, yeah. Yes, Hello? Ed. Go ahead. Uh, Ed, we lose Rick? you? I'm here, Rick. Yeah, go ahead. So, so, so when you uh, went around, uh, were parents socially distant? Were they wearing masks? They weren't wearing masks, I'm going to be honest on that, but they were social distancing. I, I had to keep them away from certain areas because I, want, I didn't want them near the players and coaches yeah. that, that were at the event. So, Hello? Yes, I'm here, Ed. We're having some, uh, some difficulties, yeah, but, but go ahead. Okay, but one thing I want to bring up, I think the best solution to all this, so no one, there's no doubts with yes or no, 
uh, whether to have my sons play or not. Let's start everything in January. You know what I mean? Like like it's been talked. Maybe we got to shorten the seasons. Maybe there's no championships or any of that stuff. Let's shorten the season and, and you know place you know the, the you know create seasons for the for the fall sports in the winter and the spring. Yeah. So this way everyone gets their seasons in. And I I got an honest thing to say. I bet you after the election, you'll see sooner or later that the COVID virus is going to be gone for whatever reason. That's just my opinion. <laughs> well, but but know, the point is, I think maybe we should push everything back to January because I know there's some schools in Jersey that aren't aren't having any fall sports. So, uh, well, no, a lot. That, 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 that seems to be a, yeah. Ed, uh, we're, we're, as I were, thank you. For, uh, we're having some difficulties here, but I hear what you had to say, and I, I I hear you loud and clear. Thanks for the call as always, and. You know, as I just mentioned, you know, behind all the high school sports we're talking about and college sports, travel ball, travel industry is still thriving. But as I heard Ed say, he, he's run a couple of showcases and he's had to go around and supervise the parents to make sure they stay socially distant. He did, you know, say that a lot of them do not wear masks. I don't understand how tough it is to wear a mask if you're just watching your kid play ball. Um I know, uh, you know, Steve Callis, for one, has been watching all this. Steve Callis, a good friend of of Sports Edge and an attorney, said, why don't we have a a national mask law in place? We know there's been tremendous debate and political pushback about that and freedom of of this and that. But the fact is, every medical expert says, you know, if we have we all wear masks, we can basically sort of tamp down this disease. But for some reason, there still continues to be a tremendous amount of resistance to doing that. Let's move on. Let's go to our friend Mike Spina. Mike, uh, you're the one we talked about many, many months ago about, you know, pushing back, uh, you know, flipping sports and pushing football into the spring. Mike, what, what are you hearing from your neck of the woods out in Massapequa? Well, I'm still hearing the same thing. There's just so much uncertainty of what's going on, Rick. Um, and thanks for taking my call. Uh, you know, as a sports parent and a re-sport varsity coach, you know, I might be in a minority, but I want to go back. Uh, you know, and I understand about the safety concerns, but I do believe that we should delay the sports. So as far as you're concerned, let me ask you this, Mike. So you, you teach. You're a longtime teacher. You, you're okay to go back into the schools, but you also were saying let's push the sports back to the spring. You haven't changed from that position. No, I have not changed from it. Uh, I just want these kids to get out there and play. I mean, you know, I do coach my son's nine-year-old travel baseball team. And, you know, fortunately, we have been playing. And there's been a lot of fans, um, a lot of games being played. And you haven't heard the infection rate going up in New York, even on Long Island, where there's a lot of things going on. And, you know, again, I don't know what's going to happen come September. You know, we still haven't got the final plan, whether we're going back hybrid or, right. or you know, every other day. We haven't decided. I know we've had three plans, and Como said that we're all go. But the one thing he did not mention was sports, high school athletics. <laughs> no, he did not. I mean, Mike, how, how many weeks have we talked about on the show? Like, when is somebody going to give us some direction about sports? Now, I know in New Jersey, you know, they've said, okay, we're going to delay. And obviously in, in New York, they're going to delay. But just saying we're going to delay doesn't really give you specifics as to how we're going to do this. Uh, and, and again, as I said, and I keep saying every week, I don't understand how high school football or college football can be played safely. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense. Why not just say, look, kids, we're not going to cancel a season. We're just going to postpone it till the spring. Maybe by then we'll have a better sense of the, all the infection rates are down, uh, not just here in New York, but all over the country. Maybe by then we'll have a vaccine in place. 
what's the urgency to do this now? God forbid somebody, you know, gets sick uh, in, in September, October from coaching football and passes away, and then two, week, two months later there's a vaccine. I mean, how, how stupid would that look? That would not look good. And you're starting to see college football. The MAC conference now has delayed their season. Yes, yes. There's rumors that the Big Ten yep. is possibly going to do the same thing. Now, you know, is there a difference between the MAC and the Big Ten? Yeah, money. That's it. Yep. But if the Big Ten and the MAC are now starting to delay their seasons or push them back to the spring, you know, that's what I was talking about months ago when uh, I was on it. Mike, uh, you, you've been the you've – been the... <laughs> You sort of started a national, you know, discussion about this uh, right here on the Sports Edge, talking about the fact that why don't we just push these things back? And and honestly, it makes all the sense in the world. And now we're seeing that you know the college football conferences saying, okay, well let's let's uh, talk about this, and maybe we should do that. And again, now the MAC has done it, uh, and I and I know that the Big Ten and Pac-12 are going to discuss this this week, uh, what they're going to do. I, I, and if those if the if these powerful programs at the collegiate level are going to do this. I don't understand why high school wouldn't follow suit. And look, I understand they're, they're, it's complicated. You're going to have shortened seasons and so on and so forth and other uh, incipient uh, or inherent issues about fields and, and so on and so forth. But the fact is we're talking about life and death concerns here. I, I just don't see it. Uh, Mike, I, um, I got to ask you with your, your, your own son and coaching him, uh, tell me about the, the parents at these games. Are they wearing masks? Are they being socially distant? Are they just figuring that, oh, no, we're fine, we're, we're, not, we're just immune from this? What, what are you seeing? For the most part, I'll say they're socially distant. I mean, once or twice i got to tell a parent, you know, please go away from the dugout and stuff like that. Um, they have rules that they got to be down the foul line. They can't be behind the dugout, nobody behind the plate. Uh, the umpires are obviously wearing masks and behind the pitch and stuff like that. Yep. So for the most part, I'm going to say that they're doing a pretty good job with it. Um, the commissioner of our league has done a good job sending out emails and constantly reminding the coaches, you know, please talk to your parents. Please make sure that when kids are not at bat, they're either socially distanced in the dugout or outside the dugout. So we do have rules. And, and that's the other thing about with baseball, and I see softball tournaments. As I'm driving right now, I just saw – a, a, a men's softball league, you know, in full swing, yep. you know, a bunch of guys playing. And, and it seems like most people are doing the right thing. Are they wearing masks? No. Yeah, I think They're that's uh, – well, Mike, I do see them, I do see them separating. But it's upon you as the coach to basically be the, uh, the enforcer, to go tell the parents to stay away or to separate or whatever. Is that up to you? Uh. We've been told that we should be policing our own teams. Yeah, yeah okay. All right. I, I think that's something that might be want to be revisited. Uh, you know, if these leagues have commissioners and boards of directors, somebody somewhere should be taking that responsibility off the shoulders of the coaches and say, look, somebody has to attend these games and just remind very politely parents, you know, keep six feet away, uh, put a mask on. It's not going to hurt you to, to wear a mask when you're watching your kid play ball. But that's the way to do this. Mike, uh, let me take a break. Thank you again for your thoughts, and thank you for, for putting this, this whole idea into play about maybe the time has come to push sports back into the spring at the high school level. We will see what happens in the next few weeks. Thank you, Mike. I'll talk to you soon. It's a pleasure. Take Always care. It's a pleasure. Stay safe. one 337 6666 I will take a timeout. When I return, right back to your calls. Stay with me. You can follow me on Twitter at hashtag 
Ask Coach Wolf. Uh, and we're talking right now about what's happening. What are you going to do if you're a sports parent? What do you do if you're a teacher or a coach when it comes down to uh, school opening in September? Uh, 1-877-337-6666. You know, we're hearing a very familiar kind of drumbeat, and that is why is it that parents in particular can't seem to wear masks uh, at their kids' travel games? Uh, or league, Little League games, whatever it might be, you you got to get out there, wear masks. How tough is that? I know it's hard to talk uh, through a mask, but you can certainly wear a mask to protect not only yourself, but the people around you, and, of course, stay socially distant six feet apart. Let's move on. Let's go to uh, to Joe over in Parsippany, New Jersey. Joe, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning. How's it going? Thanks good. for taking the call. You bet, Joe. So, so I got an interesting perspective for you. So I'm actually a Little League umpire. Yep. Um, and the, the inconsistency across the board with what parents are doing, what coaches are doing, what, what even the players are doing. So you got, for example, you got one team that um, one, of the, one of the restrictions that Little League put in place is the umpire's got to be behind the mound and I'm wearing a mask. Yep. So that, that, first of all, just makes things really interesting, just trying to do my job. But then you got, you got players on one team um, from one town where they're outside of the dugout, so you got like five kids in the dugout, socially distant, um, and then you got five kids out of the actual gate, like so they're outside but near parents that aren't wearing masks. But then the other team isn't doing that, um, so that's that's one of the things that's really weird. Um, and then you got coaches that, you know, the, the coaches are, I guess, the people that are, you know, they're they're trusted with the safety of the kids, right? Yes. And they got the mask below their nose and or, or just totally off their mouth. Um, kind of hanging on their ear yeah so that's the that's the upsetting thing so i I just don't know you know if we're going to play major league baseball and everybody's got to wear a mask and they got to switch the balls out like there's just no there's no difference between major league baseball and little league baseball when it comes to the safety precautions they should be taking so well joe let me ask you this as you said nobody seems to want to know who's in charge of enforcing these very straightforward rules as the umpire, could you basically say, okay, coaches, parents, here's how it's going down. Everybody either abides by the rules of having to wear a mask uh, and be socially distant, or you know what, we're not going to play this game. I mean, what would happen if you made that kind of announcement during the course of, like, I don't know, the first inning or the third inning? What, what do you think would take place? I, I think, so I, personally, I would love to do that because I think you just got to tell everybody to wear a mask and, you know, if they want to have a gripe about it, they can stay home. So I, I would personally love to do that. Yeah. But I don't think I I don't think I have rule over what everybody's doing outside of the fence. Um, of course, unless it's like an unruly parent that's cursing me off or something. But you know, then they then they get tossed right away. But uh, but uh, I don't think I can ask somebody to go home for that reason. I'll, I'll definitely follow up on it and give you a call back. But uh, um, yeah, I like little signs. Yeah, there are little signs that say like social distancing applies outdoors, but. I'll be honest, there isn't, there isn't much enforcement from anybody otherwise telling parents they need to wear masks. And it, it stinks because, luckily, I don't think a kid has gotten it yet, but, I mean, I don't, I don't take attendance on who's there each game. So maybe a kid has, and that's the other thing. What's the tracing like at a Little League game? Um, well, I, league, Joe, you know? I would tell you, I, I, because it just seems that parents, for some reason, and I can't explain this or in any way try to rationalize this, uh, but I would – yeah, I would think it's unfortunately somebody has to play the role of the grown-up or the adult, and it unfortunately looks like it's going to fall on your shoulders to say, look, friends, 
We all want to play baseball, but nobody wants to die because of this. So here's the rules. If you want to continue this game, we're going to have to ask, make sure everybody puts their masks on, uh, stay socially distanced. And I'm talking not about the kids, but the coaches and the parents in the stands. Otherwise, the game's over. I mean, uh, come on. I mean, this is just common sense. And, and it's just not fair. It's just being selfish. And, and if, if people say, oh, I, I left my mask uh, back in the car or I left my mask at home, well, go back and get it because I don't want you to stick around here because you may infect me. I mean, it's just, it's just not – it's just insanity. Um, yeah, uh, and yeah. I, it's I, really just people. Sorry. It's not about the kids. We know the kids, for the most part, are not really – they bounce back from this, from this uh, virus. But it's the older people who, you know, they're the ones who are the targets. I don't understand how difficult this is. It's very strange, Joe. Let me, let me uh, thank you. Yeah, let me call back a week or two and tell me what you find out because I'll be curious to see if this continues. It really shouldn't be happening. Joe, thank you for checking I- in. Appreciate it. Let's, uh, let's move on. Let's go to um, – Let's go to Jason uh, in Queens. Jason, good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Um, so I'm a I'm a teacher, a coach, and a parent. Uh, I coach in the PSAL in New York City. Sure. And uh, I feel like uh, you hit it on the head before when you said uh, the league is just very indecisive right now. And yes. I, I know it's probably not only the PSAL, but uh, them not making a date is kind of leaving all the coaches out here you know, just wondering what to do. We have our athletes asking us, you know, when are we going to start? Because um, <laughs> like like many coaches uh, in the PSL, I coach soccer in the fall. I coach basketball in the winter and softball in the spring. Yes. So I have all these athletes asking me questions, and I have no answers. And it's a little ridiculous that we're so close to the school year, and there's really not enough information given to us at this point around. Nick, you and, know, uh, Jason, I had uh, Nick Deontay, uh, uh, an AD in the PSAL on the show last week, and, and you know, he was yes. saying the same thing. It's just one of the very, very difficult, exasperating situations for all coaches, particularly coaches in New York City, is there's so little communication about what we're going to do. Yes, we talked in, you know, the Jersey has said, well, we're going to postpone sports. And even in New York uh, State, they said that. But New York City has been, I mean, Nick had said he hadn't heard anything probably since March. Uh, it's just uh, right. unbelievable that somebody uh, hasn't stepped forward and said, okay, here's what we're going to do. So when Governor Cuomo said the other day, we're going to open schools, okay, what about sports? And he didn't even address that. So, Jason, and, I, uh, I, it's a problem. Yeah, and uh, one more thing is uh – I know everybody's saying let's, or most people are saying let's uh, start in January, which I completely understand. But the one problem that it does not work in the city is that with that plan, they have seasons <laughs> overlapping. Well, no, that's a so, problem for all these. Not only is it a problem for all the high schools, we know there's going to be overlapping, but particularly in a city, Jason, you know, uh, as I was saying with Nick the other day, I mean, there aren't, fields aren't available. Uh, they're not right. readily available. You're going to have problems with gym space, particularly if gyms are being converted into classrooms. It's a mess. And, right. uh, uh, you know, it, it is a real, real conundrum. And, again, the clock is ticking. Um, yeah. yeah. If I mean, one more thing before I, yeah, I, go, ahead. I go. Um, uh, I think that maybe if they could, instead of starting in January, maybe trying to start in December, just so you could spread the seasons out a little bit or even – I heard, uh, I know uh, the New York State um, 
on their website, they posted a possibility of extending the season until late June or July. Well, yes. Just so that so that the seasons don't overlap and maybe it'll make a little bit more sense for uh, the schools that are going to have a lot of a lot of issues with these overlapping seasons. Jason, I think the one thing we all agree upon is there needs to be a sense of flexibility here. So, yeah. uh, if for example, if we're, if uh, it's at the point where we really sort of tamp down the disease and we have gotten under control by, let's say, I don't know, October, November, well, maybe we could start some of the sports in December as opposed to January uh, because we have to be flexible but again, we sure could use some some real leadership and some communication, quite frankly, because that doesn't seem to be happening, and people are worried about it at this point. People like yourself, Jason. Thank you for the yeah, call. Much appreciated. And and you know what? That's what Jason's talking about. You know, we've talked for many times on the show. We really could use a commissioner of youth sports and amateur sports in this country. Somebody to just step up and say, okay, here's what we need to do and make it happen. We're not getting that. We're not getting that. It's not, I'm not trying to put down the people in the task force who have spent endless hours trying to figure out solutions and plan Bs, whatever, for high school sports in this country. I know they're working hard, but we need somebody in charge, perhaps at the federal level, who can sort of map all this out. Uh, and, and I think that's the concern, and the time has come. Let's, let's get somebody to make some decisions here, and most of all, to be able to communicate to high school coaches and to, to parents and to kids about what's going on and what we're going to do. And it may, it may not be the right thing to do in terms of what we, the plans are or the decisions are, but let's get something so people can really get a sense of what where we're headed and how we're going to handle this. Let's go quickly to, uh, to Joe out in Massapequa. Hey, Joe, you're next up on the fan. Hey, Coach, how you doing? Good. Uh, I think a lot of example for these younger kids is at the higher level, the MLB level. Yes. I mean, you see, you see, Aaron Judge went, and they call it a, a scarf or a gator. It's called. Yes. I'm wearing one now, and you just put it above your nose. If they see Aaron Judge win a big 99 with pinstripes. That kid's going to want to wear it. Or Pete Alonso because he's his favorite player. Yep. Just like you would do with batting gloves and wristbands. And MLB, I mean, you look at the games, and they could be doing this at every level. I mean, the catcher's not wearing one. The umpire's not wearing one. I, I ride my bike in uh, Burns Park in Massapequa. I see three travel games going on at the same time. I'm running around, no pants wearing masks. They're hanging out behind the backstop like they always do to watch the game. Sure. And, and you know what? And you talk about schools opening. These kids, if you do high school levels or, or travel levels, and these kids go to their games and wherever they're around and then bring it to the schools. The outbreak is going to be big. Yeah. I mean, you had Juan Soto on the Nationals. Before the season started, he was positive. Yes. And I'm watching the game, and, you know, dugouts, half the people wearing masks, the batter's not wearing a mask. You get the first base, put the mask on, put the gator on. I, right? <laughs> Joe, it, it's, it seems so uh-huh. simple. And, and, and your, your suggestion about, you know, basically, uh, you know, branding the, uh, the masks uh, or the face coverings with uh, the names of, of star players makes a lot of sense. It seems to me Major League Baseball, the owners could probably figure out a way to cash in on that, and they probably should, uh, because we're just trying to get people to follow the simplest rules. And, and for some reason, look, we're not making this permanent forever, just until we get this thing under control, we get a vaccine. I mean, that, that's what everybody's looking for here. It's as simple as that. 
Joe, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go quickly to uh, let's go to Louie over in Limbrick. Hey, Lou. Good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, hey, Rick. We need a commissioner like you to to run this and to put some clearance into these things and to make reason. You are the voice of reason. Well, I just uh, reason- I, we just need some communication. People, come on, let's talk about this. You know, come on, folks. What are we going to do here? Make a decision. You know, get some ideas where sure. we're going. So, sure. And. Uh, the reason why I called today was, uh, well, I've been head soccer coach at Vaughn College for for quite a while now, yep. but I've been coaching over 30 years. We have officials, what, what I'm worried about, a shortage of officials oh, right now. Yeah. Can you imagine if this COVID virus takes presence during the games? Oh. I mean, it's a graying industry. There are more officials over 55 than there are under 30. There's you know, more with hair than without hair. <laughs> Lou, you know? I, I'm glad you brought this up, and uh, unfortunately I'm out of time, but Lou, I, I thank you for the point that, yes, we can finally get our games going at the high school and college level. All of a sudden, there are no officials. No referees want to do this because they're over the age of 55. They are the target you know, for, for the COVID, and they say, sorry, I'm not interested in jeopardizing my health. And, Lou, I'm, I appreciate the call, and I'm glad you pointed it out. That's a real, real concern as well. It's as simple as that. All right. That's going to do it for me in this edition of the Sports Edge. My thanks this morning to Ed Arzuman. Please stick around for Ed Randall. He's up next. I'll see you next Sunday right here on the Sports Edge. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.